The Productive Woman, Episode 208. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, we'll be talking about how we can use our influence to make a difference in the lives of those around us. You'll find more information and links to some resources I mentioned in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 208. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks, providers of a wonderful online accounting software for entrepreneurs, freelancers, and small business owners. Now, for many of us, the least fun part of being an entrepreneur or a freelancer might just be the paperwork, whether it's tracking time, preparing estimates or proposals, figuring out taxes, capturing all those expenses and keeping track of those so we can get the tax write-offs we need, invoicing, chasing late payments, those sorts of things. They're no fun, but the good news is that our friends FreshBooks have created ridiculously easy cloud accounting software for freelancers and entrepreneurs that turns tackling these time-sucking, never-ending tasks into no big thing. With FreshBooks, you can send a polished invoice by email in 30 seconds and then see right there in your dashboard when the customer or client has actually seen the invoice. So there's no guessing whether they know that you've billed them. You can set yourself up to get paid online in two clicks and manage your expenses by taking pictures of receipts from your phone. You can link your bank accounts to your FreshBooks account so that the money that comes into FreshBooks from your clients or customers can be deposited directly into your bank. So no trips to the bank to take care of that. Now you can also whip up a quick proposal if you need to, to land that job that you're looking for. FreshBooks has you covered. You can include an outline of your project, a scope of work and a timeline as part of your estimate. So no more switching software, no more fussing over style and formatting. Most important, no more wasting your precious time so you can get back to the parts of your business that you love. To find out all the ways FreshBooks will transform how you deal with your business paperwork, go to freshbooks.com slash TPW, that's for The Productive Woman, freshbooks.com slash TPW, and be sure to enter The Productive Woman in their How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that I sent you. All right, let's get right into the main topic for this episode. I have been thinking about what it means to make a life that matters. I talked about that in a recent episode, what it means to me. And uh, recently, I've been thinking about the fact that for many of us, making a life that matters includes making a difference in the world. Now, that's going to be different for all of us. What that means, it can take a lot of forms. It might mean leading your country or leading your state or leading your region in a political capacity. It might mean leading a company or a division of a company. It might mean running a household and raising kids to be happy and productive citizens. It might also mean publishing content in one form or another that puts a message out into the world or or at least into part of the world. Those are just some of the ways that making a, we can make a difference in the world. Uh, 
making a difference generally in all of these examples I've given and everything I could think of, making a difference means having some sort of influence, whether on a small scale or a global one. And so that got me thinking about what does it mean to have influence, to use influence, and how can we increase ours so that as part of making a life that matters, we can make a difference for the people around us. So as I often do, I go first to the dictionary. I think about what the words mean. What is influence? And I looked up a couple of different definitions I thought that were kind of relevant to our discussion, I thought were interesting. One dictionary defined influence as the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something. And interestingly, Another definition that I I really caught my attention was that influence is the power to cause changes without directly forcing them to happen. So think about that for a minute. When we have influence, we have the ability to bring about change without forcing it to happen. We have that capacity, as the one definition said, to have an effect on how things play out or how people behave or how their their character develops. Another, a synonym of influence is to, is to have an impact on. So we have an impact on people if we have influence over there. And there is a difference between influence and authority. You know, authority isn't a, a power to to force change in a sense. Uh, When you have authority over someone, you can, to some extent, make them do something. Or if you have authority over an event, you have the power to require things to happen a certain way. Influence isn't like that. You can have authority, I think, without really having a lot of influence. Uh, But you can also have influence without having a great deal of authority. And so I want, you know, think about that, I guess, a little bit. It To me, when I'm talking about influence in this episode, it's a separate thing from authority. The two hopefully will go together, but they don't have to. So why do we care about having influence? I think for me, it's about having, uh, making a long-term difference in the world. We can influence events or people in the short term, but for me, why the concept of influence is interesting is because I want to make a difference in the world. I want it to make a long-term difference. I want to make the world we live in better in some way. And I think a lot of you feel that way as well. You know, that may be where you would be interested in wielding influence in maybe there's a cause that's really important to you or an organization that you want to uh, direct or cause change in to make the world that we live in better. For those of us who have children, often, most of the time, we want better for them than we have had. So we want to influence them in ways and influence the world in ways that their life is going to be better in some way than ours has been. And that's not to say maybe that our life is bad, but we always want more and better for our kids than, than even that we've had. So, you know, we talk about what influence is, why we care about having it, uh, what kind of influence do you want to have? You know, we need to be conscious about these things and intentional about them. Presumably, you want to have a positive 
influence on the people and the circumstances and the events around you. Uh, One article that I read called 14 Ways to Expand Your Influence, and I will have a link to this and the other articles in the show notes for this episode. Um, But this article said something that I think we need to keep in mind. And that is, and I'm quoting here, influence can go two ways. It can be positive or it can be negative. It can be self-serving and manipulative, or it can be liberating and uplifting. And I think it's safe to say that we want, you know, positive. We want it to be liberating and uplifting. That's the kind of influence that we want to have in the world. And so there are things we have to do in order for that to happen. I mean, I think the fact is, because humans are relational creatures, we are wired for connection, as as I think Brene Brown has said. It's, it's really important to us. It is an essential part of wh- what we are as a species. We all have influence on the people and the surroundings and the circumstances and the events and the organizations that we're part of. Uh, we we are influencing those things all the time. And so the question is, are we being intentional about that? And are we ensuring that the influence we wield is positive and liberating and uplifting, as this article says? So something to think about, and we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go along here. What areas, where do we want to have influence? There are lots of platforms or areas within which we can wield influence or exert influence. Maybe we want to have influence at work on the environment there or the direction that our our company or our our workplace is going. Uh, Maybe we want to have influence in the larger world, whether politically or socially. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world these days. And you know, there's an argument to be made that we have a responsibility as citizens of our state, of our community, of our country, of the world, to use our influence in a positive way to make things better. So maybe that's an area where it's really important to you, whether you want to get involved politically in some way, or just on a social issue that is important to you. We want to have influence with our children. And again, we hope that that's going to be a positive influence. We want to help them become the best versions of themselves and send them out into the world prepared to wield their own kind of influence and exert a positive influence on the world and to be happy and productive citizens. We may want to have influence, a positive influence with the other people we care about, whether it's our spouses or our extended family, our friends, the people we go to church with, our coworkers, we we want to have some sort of influence with them. The most obvious place where we have influence is with the people that we know best or at least meet in person. And we'll talk maybe about how we can expand that circle if we want to have influence in a larger capacity, but we're certainly going to have an influence of some sort and make a difference in the lives of the people that we know and who know us. And so let's think about how we do that in a way that is positive. 
And so some of the things that I thought about as, as I was considering this topic, and I, it's something I've been kind of noodling on for a few weeks of what does it mean to make a difference in the world? Because that's, to me, is part of making a life that matters, that, that when I'm gone, I will have made a positive difference. Remember our definition of a productive woman is uh, one who orders her life in such a way as to make a positive impact on the world around her. And that's exactly what I'm talking about here. Finding ways to make a difference in a positive way, have a positive impact on the people and the places and the situations around me and have a, a positive influence on those things. So what are some ways that we can improve or expand our influence, make more of a difference in the lives of the world at large, the people around us? Um, what are some of the things we can do? And the first thing that I thought about, and I thought this was interesting because I kind of, as I've mentioned before, when I come up with a topic that I want to talk about on the show and I think about it and I kind of brainstorm, what do I want to say about this? What thoughts come to mind on this topic? And I have my list of ideas of directions I want to go, thoughts that I'm having about it. Then I go do some research and see what have other people said about this and that might be relevant to what we, what I want to talk about here. And so the first thing that I thought about, the first thing I wrote down in, in terms of ways to expand our influence was to show you care. I think people are more willing to be influenced in a positive way by someone who they believe has their best interests at heart. And so, you know, maybe I should take a step back. The first way to expand your influence is to actually care. And, and I think, I think you do. I, I believe you do. The women that I talk to uh, in person care very much about the people in their lives and the situations in their lives and wanting to make a difference in a positive way because they care about those people. And so first of all, to have a positive influence in any scenario, I think we have to care first. But second, we have to show that we care. Again, because people will be influenced positively, more likely to be influenced positively by someone that they believe cares, has their best interests at heart. And so how do you show that you care? Well, you know these things. I mean, I, I would love to hear your thoughts on this, but these are the things that I thought of. The first thing that I thought of when, when I think about how do I know if somebody cares about me? in such a way that I'm willing to be influenced by them. And, and that's if they listen. And so I think the first way we show we care is to listen. Everybody wants to be heard. And I, I think this is so important. We, we, are, we tend to think that to influence others, we need to talk more. We need to speak up more. And we do. We do need to speak up about the things that we care about. But the most influential people are the best listeners. I believe that. And I think this is an area where I need to improve. I have, like a lot of us, you know, we have this tendency to in, be in a conversation and we're more thinking about what we want to say next than we are really focusing in on what the other person is saying. And 
up. I think that impairs our ability to have a positive influence on the conversation or anything else. I think we can look around the world today as I'm recording this in 2018 and we can see the detrimental impact of what appears to me to be a, an almost pathological inability to listen. People can't hear what other people are saying because they're trying too hard to say what they want to say. And I think we're not listening to each other. We, we live in a very polarizing time for lots of reasons. And I think it seems like in the social discourse, whether it's on social media or on the news or anywhere, what I observe is that people are just more um, interested in saying what they want to say than hearing what the other side has to say, because we've decided we already know what they think. So we don't need to listen to them. We just need to outshout them or something. I'm not sure. So sorry, that's a, that's a little side thing, but this is, I, I just think this is so important for us to learn to listen, not just, not just hear the words being said, but listen to the heart behind it. And I think the more we're capable of doing that, the more likely we are to have a positive influence on the conversation and on the person or people on the other side of the conversation. So it's not how much we talk that makes a difference in that situation, but how well we listen. And I think the most influential people are the ones who listen best, who listen deeply, who really pay attention to what people are saying, because you can't meet a need if you don't, if you, if you don't really know what the need is, if you just have decided ahead of time, or you're just busy deciding what you want to say without hearing what's on the other side. So that, that's the first thing I think we, we need to, in order to expand our influence, our positive influence, we need to show that we care. And the first way I think we do that is by listening to uh, the other person or other people. I think ex expressing appreciation that shows that we care. Noticing when people do something positive or beneficial or in some way kind and being willing to speak up and express appreciation be curious. And that goes back to the listening part of it. Don't, don't go in with preconceived notions about a situation, but be curious about not just what you, what the other person thinks, but you know, why they think that way, where, where those ideas come from. The more we listen and the more curious we are about other people. And I, I just think that's going to increase our influence exponentially as we, um, go forward in life. Uh, in the article that I mentioned earlier about 14 ways to expand your influence, the author Daniel Decker listed several, well, 14 ways that we can do that. And a couple of things that he said, I thought were really good. And these are all kind of tied together with the listening, but it's all under this category of showing that you care because people will be more likely to be positively influenced by you if they believe you care about them. And so one of the things that Decker says is to be authentic and transparent. He says, don't put on a show, be real, be honest. Trust is built that way and trust amplifies influence. 
you are more likely to positively influence somebody who trusts you. And they will trust you if they believe that you A, care about them, but B, are, are being real and authentic with them. Decker also says another one of his other ways is to practice empathy. And this kind of goes to what I was just saying a minute ago. He, he goes on to say, and I'm quoting from the article, take the time to understand the feelings of others. What motivates them? What do they care about? They won't care about you and your ideas unless you care about them in return. But here's the deal. Decker says this, and I think this is important. It must be genuine. You really have to care. People are more important than numbers. So, uh, you know, again, be, be empathetic, feel their feelings, go deep with people. And those are ways that you can show that you care. And uh, I think it's also important that we do these things without an expectation that the other party will reciprocate. If we're trying to do a quid pro quo here, I'll, uh, you know, I'll care about you so that you care about me. Well, yeah, I mean, usually it goes that way. But that authenticity and that transparency and that empathy and all of those things are lost if it comes across, because it's true that we are doing these things with the goal of getting something out of them. Okay. So I think our influence is expanded when we care about others and we show them that we care. The second way I think we expand our influence is by, for lack of a better phrase, walking the walk. Our actions speak louder than our words and we can exercise or wield more and more lasting influence by showing with our lives the truth of whatever message we'd like to convey. Sometimes we talk, 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 but our lives are are demonstrating something opposite of the words coming out of our mouth. Or sometimes we talk, 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 and people just don't hear it, but they will see what we do. And that demonstrates the truth of what it is we want to convey. So I think that's so important. It's a great, um, it's very important, I think, with our kids. So, and I'm not sure I did this really well when my kids were growing up. As I look back, you know, I wish I'd done better. For instance, I, I mean, I think we showed some things, but some of the things that we can demonstrate for our kids better than we can tell them is, for instance, uh, show them the the value and the meaningfulness of service by letting them see you serve others. Um, show them the value of education by letting them watch you continue to learn and grow as a person. Those are the kind of things. If you want your kids, you want to influence your kids to a healthy lifestyle, the words you say will be much less influential than them watching you live a healthy lifestyle. If same thing with your coworkers, workers, if you want to influence them, uh, you're, whether you're the leader of the company or just one of the workers, if you want to influence your workplace culture to have a certain work ethic, the most effective way you're going to influence that is by demonstrating what it means to have a good work ethic. So those are some examples I thought of. I'd love to know what you think of that. Does does that make sense to you that walking the walk, a key way to expand our influence, it's maybe more effective than anything we could say with our mouths. So, you know, we can influence the world around us by acting like we wish everybody else would, would act. 
just a thought. Uh, The third way we can expand our influence is to find your voice. And I think this is an area you know, and I'm, I'm struggling for how to, how to articulate this because I think it's important. I think we sometimes struggle here as women, we struggle to find our voice and then to use our voice effectively. And so when I'm talking about finding your voice, I'm really talking about, and there's lots of things that are said about this, but I'm talking about, um, first of all, what the platform for your voice, where and how would you like to have an influence? What are you passionate about? We can't, we can't change everything in the world. We can't make an impact everywhere. We need to find that place where we are uniquely suited to make a difference. And that's kind of what I mean by finding our voice, finding both our voice, what we want to say, how we want to say it, and where we want to say it, where it's going to make a difference. So thinking about that, if you want to expand your influence, where do you want to do that? What are you passionate about? Is it a cause? Is it an organization? Is it a group of people? Is it a a particular issue that you want to have influence over? What is that? And how would you like to influence that? So that's the first thing, really pinning that down and making sure you, um, understand where it is and you're being very purposeful about it. And second of all, the approach, what is your unique perspective that may help others? How can you best give it voice? And a lot of that I think has to do with your background because that affects your perspective, the reasons why you care about a certain issue in a certain way, the reasons why you have taken a particular position Um, or you have a particular opinion, a lot of that comes from our background, the things we've learned, the things we've experienced. And, but how we give it voice, some of that has to do with our personality. So maybe you want to give speeches or teach a class or influence large groups of people in some way on whatever this issue or, or cause is, or Maybe on the other hand, you feel best influencing people one-on-one, reaching out to people one-on-one at various times in my life. That's in many ways, I'm more comfortable that way to sit with a person and sort of do life together and influence them in that way. Somebody that I can, you know, tangibly, visibly see and talk to and uh, try to make a difference in their life. Uh, but on the other hand, it's great to get up in front of a group and, and share an idea and inspire and encourage people. Maybe that's what you want to do. It's going to be different for all of us. I don't think there's a right way or a wrong way to do this, but think about your own personality and your skill set and what, you know, what you like to do, whether you like to work in large groups or one-on-one, that sort of thing. And, and the third component I think for finding our voice is the motivation Okay. Finding your voice is about giving voice to whatever this thing is that you want to exercise influence in. And so often I think we hold back. So finding your voice means, you know, finding your unique way of 
exercising influence, but it also means finding the, the strength and the courage to speak up. And so often we don't. We see a situation or whether it's a relationship that's not going the way you think it should, or, you know, personally uh, you with you and another person or uh, an organization you think is going the wrong direction or things that are happening that you feel strongly should go differently. And we don't speak up because we you know, we're afraid that, I mean, there's a whole lot of reasons why we don't speak up. And so finding your voice means finding the motivation. What will it take for your desire to make a difference to override your fear of speaking up? Okay. If you feel like you're not making a difference, if you feel like you're not using your influence in a positive way in a particular situation, why not? What's holding you back and what will it take for you to stand up and speak up? Uh, where, you know, again, if you're, if it's because you're afraid of speaking up, you're afraid of the consequences, or you're afraid of getting up in front of a group, or you're afraid of confrontation, I think that's true for a lot of us. Those things hold us back from using our voice. And so we have to get to that point where our desire to make a difference overrides whatever it is that's holding us back. What's that going to be for you? What will it take for you to get to that point? All right, so uh, we're showing we care. We walk the walk. We find our voice. The fourth way that we can expand our influence is to focus our efforts, to be intentional. And this is about uh, what I mentioned a little bit ago about being thoughtful and purposeful and recognizing we can't change everything in the world we can, but we can do something. And so this is the something, finding that something that we care about. Know where your gifts and passions intersect with a need in the world or in the people around you. And I think it's important that it be a felt need on the part of the other people or that community or whatever it is, not necessarily what you think their need should be. This goes back to being authentic and real and caring about people. And it's not about molding people into your vision of what they should be, but seeing, finding out what they need what they feel that they need and where are your gifts and your passions? Where can, where do those intersect? Where can you make a difference by using the influence that you have? We need to be aware of opportunities, whether it's people in need or um, receptivity in others. If the timing for someone to hear the words that you have to say, uh, be aware of places where you can be a positive influence either by your words and or your actions. And again, the, the, the scope is so broad. There's a whole spectrum of whether it's time for you to, um, register yourself as a candidate for office in your community or your state or your country. Maybe it's time for that. Maybe that opportunity is there. Maybe you are the person for this time to make a difference on a, you know, on a large scale, but there are opportunities every day to be a positive influence in other people's lives. Small things can make a huge difference. Simply making eye contact with your server at a restaurant or the person in, at the grocery store checkout line who's checking out your groceries, looking them in the eye instead of, you know, looking at the little machine to run your credit card through, taking a moment to look up and smile at them, make eye contact 
and say something kind. Uh, somebody, you know, maybe sometimes you're in a, you're in an elevator and you notice a woman standing there and you just love her shoes. Speak up and say that you can make an influence on her day and who knows where it could go from that. It may be someone you don't know who's going into a meeting with a lot of other people that could go either way. And by giving her a kind word, an authentic, sincere, kind word at that moment could make a difference in what happens next in her life. Um, a kind word to a harried customer service representative. I mean, they're, you know, most customer service representatives deal with cranky people all day long. And I, I will confess that I have been on both sides of that. I, years ago, I used to, um, I worked for a while at an airline reservation call center and some of the people that I, that would call in who needed help because they'd missed a flight or they, you know, whatever, lost something on a plane, uh, were not very pleasant. And yes, it was my job to be pleasant and try and help solve their problem if I could. But it made a huge difference when someone, when I was frustrated and it was a busy day and things weren't going well to have someone who spoke a kind word to me you know, so there you go. Be aware of those opportunities. Keep your eyes open as you go around uh, about your business during a day and make a difference. But be intentional about where you're focusing your efforts. Look at, look at where you have the ability to exercise some influence and do it. Do it well and do it intentionally. There's a quote that I thought about as I was preparing for this um, that I know you've heard, you know, some that that we should be the change you wish to see in the world. Uh, as I looked, I always like to give credit to the sources of things that I use in my materials. And I found that this quote is attributed to, to uh, Gandhi, but at least one article says he never actually said those words. It, but that article said he did say something else that I thought was pretty awesome. He says, if we could change ourselves, the tendencies in the world would also change. As a man changes his own nature, or as a woman changes her own nature, so does the attitude of the world change towards him or her. We need not wait to see what others do. And as this article points out, this Gandhi is basically telling us that personal transformation and societal transformation go hand in hand. We can try to exercise our influence to change other people, to change the world, and we should, and we can, and these are some of the things that we can do to make that happen. But the best place to start is within ourselves. How can I be the kind of person that I wish other people around me would be? Just a thought. Be the change we wish to see in the world. Not because we can change ourselves and that automatically changes the world. But if each one of us works on being the best version of ourselves, the world will change. Okay? On a practical level, we can expand our influence by improving our skills, including our ability to communicate. If we've got a message we want to convey to the world, 
then we need to get better at communicating it. It's That's our job. If we've got something we want to say, our job is to communicate it in a way that it can be understood. So on a very practical level, we can do certain things to improve our ability to communicate. If speaking publicly is something that you th- want to do to exercise influence, get better at it. There are organizations like Toastmasters that are there just to help people get better at doing public speaking. Take a public speaking course at a local college or community college if and find ways to practice it. Find places where you can go to practice speaking in public or stand in front of your mirror and do it. Uh, if writing is a way that you want to exercise influence, Take a writing course, find a writing coach, find a critique partner, find some way to improve your skill as a writer so that you can communicate more clearly the ideas that you want to influence others to adopt. Practice, practice, practice. That's how we improve our skills. That's how we get better at anything we do. And if it's being kind to others as a way of influencing them, then practice finding times when you can be kind to someone. If you want to exercise your influence by being a great mom, find ways to learn that. Find someone that you think is a great mom and learn from her. Ask her, how did you, you know, how do you do this? How do you handle this situation? Find a mom who's a little farther down the path with you and you, you've seen her kids and you think they're pretty great human beings. Learn how she did it. What, you know, that that's how we improve our influence with our kids by learning from others. And in any area, find someone who's influential in a ma- in an area that matters to you and work with them and learn from them. If there's a particular cause you want to support or an organization you want to be part of, find someone who's influential there. Get to know them if you can. Find a way to serve and help and work with them and learn from them. Watch how they do it. But then, of course, adapt it to your own unique style. I don't think we influence well if we're trying to be somebody else or copy somebody else. These are all ways that we can expand our influence in the circles of people we already know. But we can also expand our influence by expanding our reach, getting beyond just the people in our household or our church or our workplace, but to the world, uh, the larger world. There are ways we can expand our reach to have an influence in the in a bigger capacity. Maybe you want to start a blog on a particular topic. And then this goes back to, you know, write it well, exp- improve your skills at writing and communicating well, but it doesn't cost much of anything. You can start a blog on uh, certain platforms with almost no money at all. Just sit down and start writing. Maybe you want to start a podcast. It's a great way to reach out and expand your reach to other people besides the ones that you know personally. And the great thing about it, I I can say from personal experience, is you get to know more people. That's the best thing for me about doing this podcast is the opportunities I've had to get to know 
some you as people either in the productive woman community facebook group or occasionally we meet in person and i love those opportunities or when i get emails from you i love that because i'm getting a chance to get to know more people in different circumstances and share be part of their life and have them be part of mine so anyway starting a podcast doesn't have to cost a lot of money i talked a little bit about um kind of how you can do it in the the Ask Me Anything episode uh, a few episodes ago. Uh, but if you have questions and you want to start a podcast, shoot me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. I'd be happy to help you. Uh, and it's a great way to get a message out if there's something you're really passionate about. Start a YouTube channel. Maybe you're more camera friendly than I am. I'm, I'm a little bit camera averse, which is why I don't have a YouTube channel at this point. But it's a great way to reach out to people, again, on any topic. If if And there's a real... Um, you know, podcasts are great because you can do other things while you're listening to them. But when you've got a, a YouTube channel and somebody finds your YouTube channel or subscribes to it or just runs across it, they're going to pause what they're doing to watch that. And you can have a real influence that way if you do it well. Uh, on a more local level, you can expand your reach by offering to teach a class online or in person at your church or your local community center or at work. Those are ways that you can expand your reach and therefore expand your influence or volunteer for a local organization that does work that's meaningful to you. Those are just a few things that we can do to expand our reach beyond just the people we personally know. And uh, I would love to know your ideas on ways that we can expand our reach and, and therefore expand our influence. Send me an email with your thoughts on that. Ultimately, I believe we wield the most positive influence when we are the best possible version of ourselves and live life in front of others as that person, as that best version of ourselves. So we do need to work on ourselves. It goes back to that Gandhi quote, assuming it was Gandhi, if we want to influence the world for good, be the best version of ourselves and live life as that person in front of other people. If each one of us does that, then one person at a time, the world becomes a better place. And we have influenced that simply by being our best self. So those are my thoughts on making a difference by expanding our influence. But what do you think? What does it mean to you to have influence? And how do you use yours? I would love to hear from you about this. You can share your questions, your ideas, your thoughts about this topic in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 208. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. Anybody's welcome to comment there. I love hearing from people. If you're a woman who listens to this show and you're in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, definitely post a comment or a thought there and let's continue that conversation there. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, you always can do that by emailing your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. I love to hear from you, and I will respond just as quickly as I can. Um, that's pretty much it, y'all. 
to f- remember our sponsor, FreshBooks, to find out the ways that they can help you deal with your paperwork for your business, visit freshbooks.com TPW and enter the productive woman in the how did you hear about us section. And thank you so much to FreshBooks for their ongoing support of the productive woman and productive women everywhere. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, I am so grateful to you for spending this time with me. I don't take it lightly. I I sincerely hope that there was something in this episode that was helpful or encouraging to you. Let me know if that's the case. Send me an email. Uh, and I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself. And go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.